1: Yes. Yes. yes wow yes. oh my gosh oh my
2: gosh this oh is season gosh. two of the litmus podcast yes. you're locked in right now with me swaz and Michali, and
1: me the real ben hurst
2: and we've got a very 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 special guest in the house wow. we've got Mete Corbin in the building
0: hey, making me feel very important right now
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man you are important. very important oh thank you look no, at this suit you. Man's <laughs> like it's not swag? even playing games, you know, today. I know. It's a serious thing. Nah, I feel team. way too overdressed today. Nah,
1: it's nah. not even a situation. Day to day.
0: Okay, I'm gonna start doing that. Is this your casual wear? Nah, nah, nah. Tell I'm us be... the truth. Tell us the truth. Nah. You don't have to lie in here, it's a I'm safe real. Space. I'm one of those people who will turn up to like my council chamber meetings like in ripped up jeans and stuff. Really? Yeah. Are you allowed
1: to do that? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's against the law.
0: They do have protocol. Like <laughs> I said, they have, you know, you have to like isn't that illegal? Yeah, you have to have certain dress <laughs> wear, but like I just do does right. what you want, Sid. You, yeah. you get away with it when you're young. I'm from Enns.
2: So you've just said that you've gone into chambers. What do you do, my friend? What do you do for work?
0: So, so I'm, I'm, a I'm a counsellor. I'm a counsellor, not as in a therapist counsellor, but as in a politician. Oh. Um, so I represent. Uh, count- well, I'm having to think about this, but I represent Stoneyonton um, in shout Hackney. Out shout out yeah. out Hackney. If you haven't been, it's the best part, uh, part of Hackney <laughs> And London as well. So. Is it? Yeah, it is have you uh, been Hackney before
1: yeah yeah man, man's been yeah. about you yeah, I mean, yeah. you talk too much though on the podcast you get you can't really say too many things out here bro <laughs> streets are cold bro. <laughs> yeah
0: stocky's always been the nice and trendy part of hackney okay yeah. you, so yeah. are
1: you born
2: and bred hackney
0: i'm born in cyprus but i moved to hackney when i was two. Oh wow yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're really so, about
1: this life yeah you made it through how do you know <laughs> Uh, twenty-seven. Wow! They said you wouldn't make it. They wow. said you would make it to twenty-five. Yeah. You know, it's peak. I just turned twenty-seven, so. Well, oh, to happy you. Happy birthday, yeah. birthday, bro!
0: Yeah. I was I was waiting for you to sort of sing happy birthday for me on. Happy
1: birthday to, to you, you. everybody! Happy, happy birthday to you. to you! This is a banger. Happy birthday! birthday. You don't sing dear Wow! Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. No, let's I play the, the keyboard. <laughs> Still on. Oh, oh, no, yeah. stop it. Okay. What did this you do is your for your birthday?
0: birthday? Gift? Um, what did I do for my birthday? I went out with uh friends just
1: for what, dinner. What do councillors do for their birthday? I feel like this is proper behind the scenes. Nah, so we
0: get you know, I'll be honest with you, one of the hardest thing about being a politician, especially when you're young, is you can't really be your age, so you can't really go out and just you know having a out yeah ah. so you have like very boring sort of just so, dinners so, and... so when
2: you're at work what age are you trying to be
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good question so, isn't it but, uh,
0: guess, okay <laughs> i'll ask you a question what do you think the average age of a counsellor is in the uk
1: 50 <laughs>
2: uh 47 50 <laughs> mid, mid, mid 40s okay.
1: mid 40s to early 50s so what about you um
2: maybe older i'm gonna go for a strong 49
1: 66. 66! Wow. Oh, I was going to be really ageist there. That was <laughs> yeah. rude. 66! That's, that's a yeah. lot of life that's been lived. Yeah. More life. That's a lot of experience. So,
2: what age are you going into work as?
1: Probably like 40, 50. Really?
0: Yeah. Really? So, you have to be like, it's hard because you've got to manage a lot of relationships. You know, there's a lot of things you have to learn very quickly. um So, I had to adapt very, very quickly. Uh, when I first became a counsellor.
1: How did, how did you get into this? I feel like, surely this was
0: accidental. No, because actually, do you know what? When I, like growing up in Hackney, and a lot of people don't know this, but Hackney was a sort of very rough part um of London, of the UK. Yeah. And um, I was one of actually 63% of 11 year old pupils who had to leave the borough to go to school uh, because all the schools were getting shut down. So right. at a very young age, I was very politicised. So when I used to go to school in Waltham Forest, I used to see all the opportunities that they used to have for kids there. And for me, I used to think, why don't we have these opportunities in Hackney? So I used to always argue with my teachers and everything. And um, it was only till one of them said to me, actually, do you know what? You should use your energy to something more positive and maybe get into <laughs> think about getting politics. <laughs> so like, don't argue with me. me. Yeah. <laughs> argue with the politicians. Yeah, yeah no, That's good advice. So um, I decided to join the Labour Party wow. um, at the age of 14. When you say don't... join,
1: what do you mean? Like canvassing and stuff?
0: No, I just joined as a member online wow yeah actually i don't think they had online then but probably on paper i joined. But well, you um,
2: are 47 now so yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> i my 20s at two years old yeah. a wiser
1: man wow
2: um, you was really about this political life from mm, from early on
1: yeah. th- do
2: you feel like it um like that argumentative spirit like not so that yeah. you but just the just the idea that you'd have something to say back
1: that dark rebellious side of you
2: <laughs> do you feel like it's quenched in politics do you feel like that you're good at that
0: I think certainly if you speak to my parents they'll tell you that they knew that I was either going to be a lawyer or a politician wow really yeah Sick. so from a young age I was always sort of like willing to stand my ground and sort of make my arguments across um, and obviously it just happened to that I've got into politics. So. I was like, I want
1: Nutella, it's healthy. <laughs> Look at the back of the job. <laughs> yeah. You know you have to do them arguments. Yeah, you, you, know, you have to come with the, smart the facts, and stuff. Facts yeah. So
2: what's it like to be a councillor? Legit, like to be, you know, amongst politicians, especially when you're probably hearing the wildest of things. Um, people don't agree with mm. you. Do you have friends? Like, do you, do you cut it up? You do you chop it up? Like, what do you do after work? Like, I don't know. What's your life like?
0: So, I would say it's very lonely. Mm. Uh, it can feel very lonely because I think one of the things that you have to realize in politics quite quickly is you can't burn any bridges. Yeah. So even if you don't like someone, or even if you know that someone does something to you that isn't right, you can't take it personally. It's not against you as Swazi. It's against whoever would have been in your position. So you have to quickly distinguish what the difference of what what they're trying to do. Right. Um. So it's very difficult trying to understand that at first because sometimes you're like, why is this person doing this to me? Or mm. why did they go around and say that behind my back or whatever it is? Um, mm. So that aspect is very difficult. Also, your personal life changes. So you don't have a lot of social time. You're literally working Monday to Sunday. Um, wow. So if one of your residents calls you and says to you, I've got this problem, I might get kicked out of my council house. You can't just say, oh, call me in 10 working days time. <laughs> You've got to sort it out then. Otherwise that person could physically have to move
1: out. I feel like mean? they do say that though. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, like, well, ah, it's I mean I, ho- I, ho- I hope to think that obviously they don't but you know yeah. uh it's one of those things where you don't really have a nine to five working pattern so you can work from literally from like 6 a.m till 10 p.m lots of insane. events um so it takes a lot out of you yeah, yeah. um but also you know like as I said, um, but at the same time, it's very rewarding, like to be able to help people. Yeah, just seeing a family, like a family smile, putting that smile across the face, can be very rewarding. Mm. It's not something that you shout about on social media, but it just, like for me, it feels very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And people don't really like get fired, do they? Like when you were talking See, about burning bridges, fired. I was thinking about, yeah. like, from what I've seen anyway. I'm not very political, mm. but from what I've observed, people just move around. Like you move to different roles within a party. Um, Rather than like ever leaving.
0: So you can't be fired as a councillor or you can't be fired as an MP. Mad. Um, so basically once you're elected, you're elected by the people. However, your political party can suspend you or they can expel you depending if you do something wrong. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you have to leave as being an MP or being as a councillor. You just go up for next election or you just won't think. But the reality is that unless you have a political party, yeah, you're very unlikely to be elected right, as a councillor right, right. or an MP. Mad. Okay. Yeah. But you get people like Chucky Umunna, for example, who've gone from Labour to Change UK to Liberal Democrats, for yeah, example.
1: Yeah. I'm even a bit mad still. It's a bit, like, <laughs> it's a bit like football teams, you know, like getting the transfer. transfer window. Just get it in.
2: It's so interesting to hear from a young person what it's like to be in the, in the realm of politics. How many other young councillors do you think are with you?
0: So I think this time around in 2018 when I got re-elected for the second time, I think there was much more young councillors that got elected. Mm. So it's probably about a dozen or so across London which I think is really good you know compared to before so
2: that's actually quite good that that gives me confidence I think there's actually young people flying the flag
0: Yeah,
1: because
2: that leads me to the litmus of today so we had to get messy in for this one because I've just got all the questions in the world that I will be asking with my whole chest
1: we need to know um,
2: yeah we need to know these things so the litmus of today is politics cannot survive without young people politics cannot survive without young people. Do you agree, yes or no? And either way that you fall, why? Give me your explanation.
0: So 100%, I agree. So I think there's a big myth out there that you know young people are apathetic about politics and they don't care. Um, actually, do you know what it is? I think that people do care about whether they have a decent roof over their shoulders or a job that pays them basic respect or dignity. Mm. The problem is is whether they see traditional forms of politics as a vehicle to address the issues that care about. So when you look at in London, for example, the average first-time buyer of a property spends 420 grand on a new property. The average first-time buyer of a property is 39. The average first-time first-time buyer of a property needs 100k in deposit. How many of us can say that we're in that position? Uh, there are more than four million people in this country who oh, are yeah, currently working but are in poverty. What we yeah. have in work poverty, we're the fifth richest country in the world. Rail fares have gone up by thirty four percent since twenty ten. Yeah, that is a peak. You know, I want to come is back is to transport. Remind me, bruv. remind yeah. me about transport. I'm gonna bang someone over there, <laughs> bruv. That is that is so peak. Yeah, and then you look at food banks. You know, more than a million people use food banks, and mm. um, these are just like some examples which disproportionately affect our generation. Now, to say that we don't care about these issues is is false. The problem is the reason why we don't see traditional forms of politics as a vehicle is because one, it's not representative. So the fact that it tends to be, as we said, older people, tends to be people who are white men, basically. Um, Secondly, it's because we're not educated about how democracy works. So most people know what MPs are or have an idea about what MPs are, but no one really knows what a councillor is. And actually, a councillor can have a bigger impact in your Mm. day-to-day life. And thirdly, it's obviously because people just don't trust politicians in the sense that, you know... Like, you know, the exp- expenses scandal that happened in 2008, 2009, for example, weak. when people were just using public money. Yeah. And they were sort of like hiring their friends as gardeners and stuff like that. What <laughs> was it? They <laughs> was
1: buying bird baths and that. Yeah, they were claiming for chocolate like and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. You're, you're already <laughs> yeah. on
0: like 77 grand. So yeah, what are you claiming like for? low key, I feel like I would yeah. have done it as well.
2: Oh, the chocolate burn. <laughs> I, I want to know, what do you mean by traditional forms of politics?
0: So I mean, what I mean by traditional forms of politics is I think there's loads of different ways you could do politics. So I think... To be interested about these issues, you don't have to be an MP, you don't have to be a councillor. I think when you look around now with the youth climate strikes, for example, mm. there's the young girl Greta Thunberg, for example, from Sweden. Yeah. Shout out Greta. She's been doing the, you know, the, like sitting outside parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is now a global movement. Like there are millions of people out there who are going, and that's a form of politics. That's a way yeah. of expressing your view. There are people who do it through music. There's a pe- There are people who do it through poetry. There are people who do it through lots of different means. And I think that actually... What I mean by traditional forms of politics is like, you know, going into watching Parliament and stuff. That's like a very sort of top-tier level of politics, and that's how you influence it, by being it. But actually, politics can happen at different levels, so Mm. we need to explore what those different avenues are, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Can Can you give me a definition of politics? What it is that you're talking about when you're talking about politics? I'd say politics is everyday life, Okay, if I'm honest with you, because,
0: you know, like... It, it can be anything that you want it to be yeah. in terms of so I, I was having this um workshop once with uh these um ncs students and they were basically telling we're identifying key technological trends yeah and at that time pokemon G- go came out mm-hmm. so i goes to i goes to him interested about politics and he goes to me Nah, i don't care about politics and i said to him what's on the news about pokemon go at the moment and luckily i watched pokemon go that the, the news <laughs> that day so i saw something on the news and he goes to me oh he didn't know so someone else said oh they might share your location with the government mm. so i said how do you feel about that and he said to me oh, i don't want the government to know where i am and then all of them in the start in the room started debating so some of them were saying actually it's a good thing because if something happens to me then yeah you they know where know i am I'm and or, some yeah. of them were like do you know what like actually it's a bad thing because i want my privacy and yeah. i was like look there you go that's politics and if you don't do politics politics will do you and what I mean by that yeah. is is that, you know, if, if, if you are passionate about an issue... That was is a buy. You need to talk some yeah, sh- on that one. Can you I just hold that it up?
1: Like. It's, a, it's a wheel up. That's a, a Finish him. If
2: Perfect. You don't,
0: if you don't do what? If you don't do politics, politics will do you. <laughs> you
1: win.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.
1: Yeah, that was sick. That was a buy. <laughs> you yeah. got that one. You that one on. Okay.
2: That's wild. If you
1: don't do politics, politics will do you. So then how does democracy work? Because surely, if we've all got different opinions about stuff and it's just the majority opinion wins, then what happens? Like, let's say the Pokemon Go thing, for example, Mm. your location being shared with the government. If 51%, like Brexit, 51% of the population say, no, I'm happy for that to happen. 49% of people have said, no, I don't want my information shared. And then it still gets shared. Is that like, how do we work things like that out?
0: Well, this is where I think we need to rethink the way we do things. I think the problem that the day and age that we live in now, partly because of social media is, is that, you get these big complex issues, and like people just present them as black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah And it yeah, isn't yeah. black and white, like yeah. you say. Like for example, you know, how do we make sure that we can talk about? Okay, fair enough. Like the majority might think like this, but it doesn't mean that we should just disregard the forty nine percent. For example, yeah. so how do we find something that's more representative? I think personally, what you need to do is move towards more like what we call deliberative democracy. Mm-hmm. This is like getting a bit more jargony now, but it's more about basically if you are going to make a decision on something, you kind of pick. From society, different groups of people who represent different types of groups based mm-hmm. on sort of gender, class, ethnicity, background, all those sorts of things. Is it pro- like protected
1: characteristics? Yeah. yeah. And then
0: basically like getting them together and actually think about, you know, what is it that we want to achieve and how do we find? The problem is, is that we live in an election cycle, which is every four or five years. Yeah, it's not so enough time. It's yeah, year. There's that, Way but also think... politicians, like if I'm being honest with you. They're thinking, how am I going to get re-elected re- in four or five years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. no one's thinking, oh, what am I going to do for this country that's going to be an impactful in twenty years time? Yeah. Because no one's going to rate them for that after twenty years time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. They're looking at what are the small things I can do when I go back to the election
1: in four years time. Yeah.
0: Win yeah. people's exactly. And yeah. Saying, I yeah I gonna, it's like Boris, isn't nuts,
1: it? That's nuts, man. Like you know, the litmus was politics cannot survive without young people. I don't know what I think about that yet. I'm gonna, we're going to come back to it at mm. the end. But like I always feel confused because I remember that <laughs> last time I really remember voting, I voted. Last time I remember voting because something mattered to me was when we were going to, or when I was going to uni. Yeah. And it was about Lib Dems were the only people that were saying that they were going to let us go to uni for free. And I was like, well, I'm voting for them. Um, and they didn't win. Or they got like a, what is it? When they're the jointing. Yeah, the coalition. coalition. Wow, well, yeah. I don't know anything about politics. But they got a coalition. And then I still had to pay to go uni. So I don't, I don't know like if, <laughs> like what the point of it is. Like I, I, mm. it feels like nothing changes.
0: Yeah, but that's the problem. Exactly what you just said. That's why I'm saying to you. It's like most people feel like you, where they feel like they feel politically homeless. Yeah. They don't really feel people represent them. Mm. And partly that's because those parties don't have young people who represent them who can
1: connect with ordinary people
2: if there's no perfect party how do we vote for a party where we can be confident that my vote will count? i
1: find that hard man i remember That's when you're lo- looking through question. the manifestos and really trying to yeah. understand and i was like everybody is dumb like all of this stuff is wrong and i wasn't sure but then the only parties that i wanted to vote for were parties that obviously weren't going to win so there's not really any point in voting for them because they're not going to win my area either
0: see you know what the problem is here it's like i get it in hackney as well right sometimes we make a change for example and then i speak to my friends or like people in the community and they're like mate why did you not for example move that i don't know like that poll from there to there for example or but the thing is right what you got to understand is is that there are a group of people in our society who are more from a privileged background who know how to engage with With politicians Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i tell you what yeah if, for example, 10 people in, in, emailed one councillor about one issue, mm-hmm. that councillor would panic. Mm-hmm. And because they know how to engage with those people, what ends up happening is then the people who are in positions of power end up catering for them because obviously they're concerned. Right. The problem is with, with when you're going to get to like sort of ordering, more ordinary people who don't really have an idea of how politics works, right? Or how these traditional forms of politics works, is that because they're often overlooked or they don't have their say. Their, their views don't translate to the politicians. Mm. So then what ends up happening is when the manifesto that you're reading, for example, like most of that would have been shaped by the sort of the usual suspects. So right, the people right, that right. they will speak to, yeah. people already engaged in the system. So what we need to do, right? And this is what I'm trying to do is really trying to encourage like normal people just to actually get involved in the conversation. So one of the things that we do, like I do, I run a charity called My Life, My Say, which aims to empower young people to participate in democracy. Right. And one of the things we do is we run something called Democracy Cafe. So basically about taking the conversation out of the formal institutions, but to where people are. So we work with Starbucks and the idea is, is basically over a cup of coffee or frappuccino, you could talk about politics over in a less a frapp- formal way. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: such a specific drink. Yeah. That's because I that like makes- it, isn't it? <laughs> 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 That's such a sick idea. Yeah. So
0: the idea is basically you don't wear a suit, everyone becomes a speed car um, yeah. and you just talk about it as you see it. Rather than basically like having to go to some to parliament or going to some university for a talk where you got a panel of experts talking to a group of young people about the right. issues that affect them, mm-hmm. so he's trying to think. So what we need to do is is really try to find new ways. I mean, there's a there's a um, congresswoman in America called AOC, mm-hmm. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, she's been a huge fresh breath of like fresh air. So mm-hmm. she, her story is she was basically like us, completely disillusioned from the system. She just thought, you know, one day, rather than complaining about it, I'm going to get involved. She was a bartender. Yeah. She took on the fourth most powerful Democrat in the US, right? And she beat him. Yeah.
1: She beat him. And it was completely unexpected in the Queen. Yeah. She, she beat him. My yeah. thing is definitely, I think I've reached my conclusion on the question, which is that politics cannot survive without middle class young people. I feel like it can survive without poor young people because poor young people, by and large, aren't engaged in it anyway so I, but like i feel like that's how it's perpetuated in the way that you were talking about where it's like some people know how to work the system those are the people that traditionally will engage with the system and then it stays the same mm. um maybe maybe it can't change without all young people being engaged yeah but it will definitely carry on like if i don't vote well i'm not even a young person anymore but if five years ago i wasn't voting politics would still carry on right? how old are you 29 nine. are still young yeah but i'm not a young person by like i think isn't it 25 It's the end yeah
2: it's 25 but... you mean the end man, that's <laughs> it. it's game, begin the end, like midlife crisis quarter life crisis game the over end. for you it's
1: game over yeah but i feel like
2: i don't know man i don't know if, i think class obviously plays a massive part in it but if you then say that young poor people are, if they don't have a voice in it yeah if
1: they're disenfranchised
2: if they're disenfranchised actually just what you said there about like oh if 10 people emailed your local councillor yeah. they would panic
0: exactly bro
2: there's loads of things i could email them and exactly. and like, we just had a, a recent uh, meeting about knife crime in ilford and the the turnout was incredible and you just think
1: who's we when did this happen
2: in um thank
1: you man was trying to take off his jumper he just licked the mic his mouth. <laughs> thank you <laughs> Is He's out here like, saving me help guys. <laughs> <laughs> my um, counsellor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
2: don't even live in Hackney.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, no, there was a meeting uh, around the corner from from where we live about knife crime because like a young guy died, and loads of people came out. And my mum was like, "Oh, it's really refreshing to see." Like, quote-unquote normal people. But I yeah. think when we mm. hear the word normal, we forget that's you and me. Exactly, you yeah. We just like, mean
1: people like us. You just mean... Yeah.
2: But I think you just mean people. She was like, oh, Ilford is actually more... Like, more caring about issues when someone takes the stand and says, on such-and-such such a day, at such-and-such such a time, this meeting is going to happen. Whether that's a young person doing it or not. And actually, it was a young person that held the meeting yeah, and, yeah. and drew a lot of people. Whether they were whatever class whatever background but that's the came thing it from. needs to
0: be led by the, the people. people yeah exactly yeah. because the thing is yeah it's like organized you know when they talk about gender pay gap as well yeah. right yeah. or organizations like i know from my charity for example because like most of the chari- like people who are employed by us are women when we apply for- so some people say to me how do you always attract like and i'm just like because actually when people look at the organization they feel more comfortable because mm-hmm. they are applying. For- it's like me as a ethnic minority if i'm gonna go somewhere and there are people who look and sound like me, yeah, are more I'm more likely to do it. To do you know what there. I mean? Whereas if you go somewhere and you're like, no one looks like you, no one sounds like you. I went to my first labour party meeting in 2007 when I first joined. I do not go back for another three years mm. because I went there. It was all old people... I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I was not expecting that. I was thinking, I'm going to change the world. (laughs) These guys are sitting there talking about minutes and stuff. And I was like, wow.
1: Can you explain? Because now I feel like, I actually strangely feel motivated. It's not strange. I feel like you're quite a convincing speaker. But I feel motivated to do something. I don't understand... Like, I feel like because I didn't take politics at A-level, I will never understand the structure of how things work. And I'm really interested to know. So you're a councillor and you're saying, I can write you a letter with 10 other people and change what? Whatever
0: you want. So, for example, the way it works is, is as a councillor, so you have a council, Yeah. right? So that's what we call local government. So you have national government, local government. Right. Local government, so you have like council, Hackney Council, for example you'll have 55 councillors, let's say, in Hackney, yeah. right? That's just I'm just guessing the number now. It's about 50-ish in most councils. And then every area will have their local councillor. Mm-hmm. So I I represent Stoke Newton within Hackney. Now, in, in Stoke Newton, for example, picture the roads, mm-hmm. for example, the schools, um, less so healthcare. We don't really have any, like, uh, sort of control over that. Um, stuff around green space, trees, all these sorts of things. Um, your housing issues, your anything directly related we can I- improve that so for example if you thought, if you thought right um you know this this road should be shut down or we should make it a play street or mm-hmm. we should plant more trees on the pavement or we should we need to fix you know make this a one way street or mm-hmm. that sort of stuff if you write to your local council they'll be able to help you so your council helps you with the day to day stuff the national government or like your MPs these are more like you know big stuff so like you're talking about you know like health changes to the NHS right. you know like foreign policy yeah. to how much money is uh, the defense going to get like f- to build more ships, for example, yeah. or that sort of stuff. So the stuff that actually you see that makes a difference in your life is what I would do. Right.
2: So w- when you say all of that, cause it's so interesting to know that. What do you think we didn't get taught in school that leaves us in this age feeling a little bit lost?
0: Well, I don't, I just don't think like it's just like Ben was saying, we don't really understand how the system works. I don't understand how it works. Yeah. I actually applied to be a counsellor and I didn't really fully know what being yeah. a counsellor was. <laughs> I, was like, I think I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I can wear <laughs> <be fine. laughs> it. But for me
0: it was just, you know, at that point I felt so like fearless. So I was just, like, you know mm. what, yeah. A bit like, you know, when I was talking about a- AOC, I was just like, you know what, I'm not gonna complain about this no more. I'm either gonna do it. And loads of people were trying to put me off when I first ran for it. People were saying to me, You're too young, you need to finish university oh you know, this is not a joke, like this is a serious job, you're representing <laughs> it's people. Not it's not a like, joke. right it's not a joke. Ah, yeah. oh, I didn't even quote. <laughs> exactly. That. But the thing, the lucky thing for me is like growing up in Hackney, I became sort of numb to the idea of not being offered hope. Right. Because we didn't really like we never really got told you can be like I remember going to one of my friends for example, going to their primary school teacher, and um, our primary school teacher and saying I want to be a pilot and she was like, be realistic, you're from Hackney. Oh. So wow. like, oh my don't gosh. underestimate the impact that this that has on a young person. Like, of course, I, I, I see a lot of my friends, for example, and a lot of them don't have the confidence to leave their job. Yeah, They hate it, but yeah. they don't have the confidence. Do you know why? It's because the system we've been brought up in kind of inadvertently tells you, do you know what, you accept what you're given. Yeah. So even when, talking, the best even when we're get. talking about knife crime as well, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not trying to defend people who commit crime. I think it should be dealt with appropriately, right? Like if you commit, and you're responsible for yourself. Like I was brought up right next to Pembury, for example, and Mother mm. Square. Like it's notoriously like sort of the biggest gangs in, in in London. But at the same time, as well, for a person to get to that point, something's gone wrong in their life. Yeah. Whether they've been given aspiration, education, yeah. you Support, know, all these sorts of things. Exactly. Yeah. And the, with the way we perceive failure, go to somewhere like Cambridge and look at the way, for example, meet people there, ask them about the way they perceive failure. Go somewhere like Hackney or Brixton ask them how they're scared about failing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in those parts, they're not scared.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So for me, it's like there's a systematic issue here about how we actually, you know, there is a direct link between poverty and knife crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't dispute that. And there's a direct link, link between like all these things that we're talking about, it, it's all related to poverty. That's
2: why I think the litmus is why I chose it, because if politics can't survive without young people, then who's talking to that 66-year-old at the top about knife crime? Because if he or she at the top is just thinking, well, all young people from this background is going to end up doing this then we give thanks to someone like you that comes in and is like, no, what are you talking about? Do, do those 66-year-olds have friends with people who are young? Because if they don't, I don't think politics can survive without young people.
0: I agree, but I think, you know what, look, we need to understand it's going to be a process. It's not <clears throat> going to happen overnight. I think the only way it's going to work is if more of us get involved and actually lead the change. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know what, yeah, like I think I take Ben's point I do think that, you know, like you are right in the sense that it can still tick on mm-hmm. without people from certain backgrounds getting yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. However, all you're doing is plastering the issue over an issue. Mm. The issue is not being dealt with. Yeah. And you see it right now, like, you know, like they may be able to make some changes, for example, that might buy them five more years, 10 more years, 15 more years, whatever. Mm. But at the same time, what's all all that's going to happen is always going to come back down to the root cause of the problem, which is that people are fed up with the system yeah. and they need something different. So... Ultimately unless you actually address the issue it's not going to happen and I think personally the young people are best placed to lead that and I think when you look at history all of our biggest like biggest names like Nelson Mandela, all these people when you look at when they actually stepped up yeah, they were all young exactly yeah you know I mean they were all young mm. MLK is the same you know Muhammad Ali' is the same mm-hmm. all these people were, were, were at a young age you know Greta Thunberg and everyone so yeah.
2: and I think it can happen yeah
1: big time I want to ask about Brexit because again I feel like this is something I know nothing about. I feel like it's also incredibly important, must take in a drink, have a sip, span, <laughs> take a break. Um, I'm I'm interested to know, particularly in the context of like young people and working class people, I feel like with the Brexit decision, we reached we reached a conclusion which is only beneficial for people who have money. I don't know if that's right or wrong. This is what I've picked up from the random sources that I have, but I feel like if you've got enough money to be like, mm, this is a bit crap right now. I'm going to duck for a couple of years and then come back. Or I'm going to do, 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 set up my business overseas or whatever. You'll survive. You'll be fine. For the rest of us, we're a little bit screwed. And I don't understand, again, like how we've arrived at that point if we're in a democracy. Like, I've, I think it's nuts. What was the percentage of people that voted Remain in London? Oh, it must have been like more than 60%. And, but then nationally, like... Yeah. the majority of people voted to to leave yeah i to four percent what like what is that is that just like fear mongering is it like the the narratives that we're being fed are incorrect or what was happening there
0: so i think you know this is i think the wrong thing to do if i'm honest with you i don't think brexit's the right answer for the future this country needs right however i think the wrong thing will be to do is to basically brand all those 52 percent of people racist or for example like they vote a certain way because they think a certain way right i think some of those had people had like genuine (sighs) concerns so when you look at i think the biggest contributing factor has actually been this government's uh austerity program since they've been coming out in 2010 like what
1: does austerity mean
0: austerity basically means where you stop borrowing you basically cut frontline services so what what ends up happening is is that the government after the financial crash obviously lost a lot of money Mm -hmm. it was um borrowing lots and lots of more money Mm -hmm. so what this government says, is there's like different theories, but they, they pursued an austerity program, which is basically saying, we're not going to borrow no more money to basically fund these stuff. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do is we're basically going to cut it until we eventually balance the books. Right. So they stop spending. Right, 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 right. Now, some people say that, oh, you should actually borrow more money, invest it more into the economy. And eventually when people get back into work and you'll do those sort of things, you'll make it back in the long term. But they obviously chose to make all those cuts. Now, the problem when they've done that is, what ended up happening is poverty levels like went through the roof. In Hackney, look, like we've got 36% of children under the, under the poverty line, yeah. mm-hmm. imagine. Mm-hmm. like, So when you got all these big issues, people are fed up. Like you go to like, if you think we got problems in London, yeah. you go to some parts of London, like outside yeah. London, Most people leave their towns and cities and they come to to London or go to Manchester because there is no future for them there. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, like, we get frustrated when we're waiting for a bus for three minutes. These people, some people have to wait for a bus for, like, half an hour, 45 minutes. That's the levels of inequality that you're talking about. So for them... It's true, that's very true. When they had this Brexit vote, it wasn't that people were annoyed at the European Union. Most people don't even know what the European Union does for us because we've never been educated about it. For them, it was a way of saying, you know what? I've had enough of I've, I've had enough of the system and this is where I'm going to protest my vote. Now going back to this conversation we had of off, off, um of this podcast when we were talking about the electoral system mm. in general elections if you live in an area where let's say like in Hackney and you're a conservative voter basically there's no point in voting yeah, because no your way. vote don't count nationally. Yeah. Whereas, so
2: explain that though because there's not enough conservative leaders to be voting for for you to outdo Anyone no. else no. from the party?
0: It, it's basically like, so the way it works is obviously like the demographics in Hackney, for example, are more likely, people are more likely based on history to vote for Labour Party, right? Yeah. So the way the electoral system we have is called the first past the post system. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is, is that we have um, like, so if you get 20,000 votes, I come second and I get 19,500 votes, mm-hmm. I then lose, right? Yeah. You won, you became an MP for Hackney. That's it. My vote don't count to the national vote. Mm-hmm. So, that, so if I'm a conservative candidate, that won't go to the thing. So, for example, in 2010, you had a position where, or forget 2010, 2015, you had a position where um, UKIP got 13.1%. They had one MP, mm. Yeah. 13.1%. <laughs> but then SMP, for example, had, I think, similar percentage, probably even just less, mm. but it had 69 MPs mm. or 59 MPs, one of the two. Yeah. So it shows you that electoral system's quite a thing. So with the Brexit vote, with the referendum, it was one person, one vote. Yeah. It was majority. So everyone felt like their vote was going to count. And that yeah. was a way where they thought, you know what, this is where I'm going to express my vote, my 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 voice. So, yeah, I'm fed up of voting yeah. and nothing happening. I, but yeah. then at the same time, like we should have never had that referendum in the first place because the whole reason why we had it was because David Cameron, he, it wasn't because he wanted to give people a say about the future of the European Union. And if you did want to do that, why did not you give it a year so people could properly be informed I about it? Yeah. He had it like, gave it like three months. What he'd done is he wanted to appease UKIP and Nigel Farage. Yeah. Yeah, because he was losing votes to them. So he was like, OK, the reason why people vote for UKIP is because they want a referendum. So I'm going to promise a referendum so I can get them back to vote for me because mm. those were conservative votes shifting to UKIP. Right. And then we end up having it. And then we're in this mess now, basically. And it was a, such a complex issue.
2: Yeah. That put wasn't into explained. a very binary
0: yes or no. Yeah. Also, when you're saying leave, like what type of leave? Yeah. like There are like 10 different ways to leave. Yeah. Mm. And now that's why we have the problem where we have now is because there's this whole disagreement about how you leave. Yeah, and everyone's like, no, we don't want a no-deal Brexit. doesn't exactly. make sense, yeah. And no-deal, obviously, is like, it's going to be massively... <laughs> That's very mm.
1: peak for us Yeah, now. I think yeah.
2: I don't think politics can survive like young people. I think unless young people are tapped into stuff like that, like, mm. it it will just bypass you. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, God willing, I have children, they will look back at this and be like, what were you doing? Right. And it was because people were like, leave or remain. P- genuinely, genuinely, and I don't know if this resonated in your camp here, but people were like... Isn't the question, do I want immigrants to leave or remain? And that's how people yeah. voted. Like genuinely, in, in like at work it, on the road, people were just like, "Yeah, I voted for them to leave." And I was like, mm. "No, guys, look, that's not the uh, not that's not the question. <laughs> yeah, That's this not the not question." Yeah. So forget young people. That's just olders within like mm. conversations where they where they would have the power to matter. And I was like, wow, young people we we knew that wasn't the question and yet the conversation of oh young people don't vote a lot of young people voted. I, yeah. I think I think a lot of people did come out to vote.
1: So what the what's the solution here is it education. I really like the the initiative that you started. You said yeah. that you started the charity called My Life, My Say. My Life My Say. That sounds really like it sounds like something I would go to and Learn, yeah, come, which As is you came to our event last yeah. already went. so you're this, gonna come in. D- and- she doesn't tell me about no affairs, oh, no. <laughs> <Just laughs> I, I told her to tell all, like, all her friends Ruh. and stuff. Oh, she must have missed you out <laughs> on from the podcast. <laughs> that is rude, okay, but that sounds really good because it sounds like something where it sounds like something that's accessible. Like, yeah. I could just go and it wouldn't be stress or like mm. pressure, I wouldn't have to like switch on my thinking cap. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I could just go and sit and learn something, exactly. Mm. Um, and I feel like the the solution to this issue is widespread education but 100%. not necessarily like education in school 100 okay cool i feel like i understand that what would you propose so i think you know it's, it's a
0: mixture of different things that you like there is no one way to fix right. it i think it's a long-term solution um i think we've also got like this danger we've got now around sorry i'm going off topic here but like around social media and like fake news as well yeah, yeah you know how do you address that so like for example like we live in a clickbait generation as well like people just look at the headline and they're like yeah. oh this is what Retweet. yeah exactly true or not whereas like you know so what i think we need to do is go into schools build those soft skills for children for example like around critical thinking mm-hmm. you know understanding diversity all those things that are going to help you in the future because even when we're talking about disadvantaged kids for example yeah when you think about it, like when you go to school, we learn about like periodic tables. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can't even remember, like apart from oxygen or carbon dioxide. <laughs> Zinc and I, Yeah. <laughs> but do you, no. do you, for example, learn about, you right. know, about mortgages, nah. how do you negotiate your pay, nah. how do you negotiate a a, thing, a promotion at work. Nah. You tax. know, all these things that exactly that are gonna help you in your life and they're all related to politics. Like we don't learn none of that sort yeah, of stuff. I so literally just guess. I think education is a huge part, especially around building a person, so capacity building. So it's around building those skills that are gonna be important for that person. And then obviously like we need to obviously educate people about how like the the different layers of politics works because mm-hmm. if people aren't informed about it, how are they going to, like, make an informed decision? you know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Instant glam. Visit impressbeautycom press and use code press on 25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies.
0: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
2: So go into My Life, My Say, and just the amount of young people that you meet, um, to wrap up the litmus, which is people, um, young people are- are, Politics cannot survive. Yeah, politics cannot survive without young people. What top three tips would you give to young people who wanna engage with politics um, so that their vote counts or their say can make the difference?
0: that's a good question. That's Should have asked me that before question. I came. Right. <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs>
1: let me check. do you want to come in? while <laughs> I was something. Well, I would say no. I have no idea. <laughs> Just no, vote. No.
0: Um. So I would say, you know, when people say, "Oh, how is my vote going to make the difference?" Yeah. Mm. If a hundred of us vote like that, or a million of us vote like that, then it won't make a difference. Right. So. I think, you know what it is, like, there are people who died to have the right to vote. Yeah, that's a big um, one. And I don't think we... I think sometimes we take it for granted. So, and I know... Mean, you got look at Hong Kong right now. Mm-hmm. It's huge protest. People, like, out there, like, literally putting their lives out on the line yeah. because they don't have what we have. Yeah. So why are we taking it for granted? Do you know what I mean? So that's the number one thing. So believe in the power of a vote. Secondly, like, don't be afraid to ask for what's your right. So, for example... I'm here to serve people as a politician. I'm i ca- I'm here to serve people, not the other way around. Right. So when I when I'm a councillor, I'm not the council's voice to the people. I'm the people's voice to the council. Mm. So you need to hold me account. Don't be scared to come up to you or go up to your MP and say, why did you vote like that on you know on X, Y, and Z, or why did you do that? Or I want you to do that. There are people who do it, yeah. so don't feel afraid. Like these people shouldn't feel like you, can you know something. Them. exactly. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to challenge them. And then thirdly, what I would say is as well is. You know what, like, you know, sometimes again, you know, going back to the first one, sometimes people think you can't make a difference. Right. There's a there's a girl called Gina Martin, um, who, you know, the upskirt in yeah, shout yeah. Out, right yeah. young Gina. Now this this is like you're talking about a normal girl who probably didn't have no interest in politics prior to, to what happened. She changed the law, a, the law exactly. Yeah. She changed the law because of something she experienced and so she thought, you know what, I'm not gonna stand for this. So Actually do you know what like we live in an age now where we're so connected through digital, like social media and everything as well you can make a difference you just need to be able to look and look for the right people mm. to help you and guide you through that so actually just believe in yourself a bit more i think that's mm. what the sort of overall thing would be
2: yeah, yeah yeah, especially when you look at past movements man like yeah. civil rights or just you know gina as well she just felt upset about something got engaged exactly, and look yeah. at the results that can come through it and if you just sit on your hands yeah. you don't really have the right to complain because you're not engaged with it and it's not about trying to be a counselor or you just need to engage with small small activity yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. and that can happen and if so. you're right you're
0: a citizen you pay your taxes yeah, why shouldn't real? you yeah like, yeah. why do you feel apologetic about asking for what should be your right to shape
2: Mm-mm-mm. you know watch everyone start emailing their councillors now. Right. <laughs> yeah. yes. Be like, what do you mean you did this? I need to no. I need to hold you excuse accountable. Excuse me,
1: excuse me. <laughs>
2: yeah. I
1: disagree with that decision. Sending yes. hella memes on just, email. Just, just don't like... do it in Hackney, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <that'll> <laughs> I'm coming to Stoke
2: Newington. Who? Sickman, thank you so much for coming in. We've really, really appreciated you just like giving us the gems and topics.
1: Yeah, man, that was sick. Everything
2: from Brexit to being a councillor, even to know your, what's your counsellor age?
0: Uh, I was elected at like, 21 and oh you mean like as in yeah. the national I oh, was 66 66 so Yeah, yours is like 47 and you're 47 <laughs> I'm 47 Yeah. you're living your best 47 yeah. life
2: trust me <laughs> <laughs> um, plug My Life My Say real quick
0: yeah so guys if you want to follow us and see what we're up to um, you can follow us on at My Life My Say on Twitter social instagram and all the other sort of social media platforms or at www.mylifemysay.org.uk and what's happening in
2: november
0: and we've got the common futures forum where so us, so is going to be the host yes we've got Yay. some very interesting speakers uh, last year we hosted the mayor of London, sadiq khan and 48 other speakers as well mm-hmm. uh we're going to do it again this year so it's going to be bigger and better and mm-hmm. um, but we want the conversation to be real we want it to be like just like you guys have on your other episodes where you're talking do you know what? Actually, you guys probably talk about politics a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it is. What we want is basically conversations to happen around these issues that affect our day-to-day life. So. Yeah if you want to come uh, we'll be putting out the details soon so yeah. definitely follow yeah
2: sick that has been the limits for today politics cannot survive without young people let us know give me the, the outro uh, is
1: it like review subscribe <laughs> rate review subscribe <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs>
2: Wait, a whole
1: two seasons and we still don't know what it is rate review subscribe let us know what you thought if you've got any questions leave them in the comments in the and we'll comments. get back to you if there's anything you want us to talk about let us know yeah. and we will talk about it
2: it's been the litmus podcast we'll see you soon Bye.
1: (laughs) planning for your next trip
0: elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more